Hello, friend. Welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project podcast. I am your host, Sarah. I have a co-host, Greer, who's been with me um, for quite a few months this year, and you will hear from her shortly. She's just not going to be in the introduction here with me. And we want to do something special with you. We want to take you behind the scenes of a deep dive conversation that we had inside a community that I run called the Aligned Sisterhood. So we do a bunch of different things throughout the month inside this community. And I started this, the Aligned Sisterhood, about a year and a half ago because years ago when I was waking up and really leaning into personal and spiritual development, I kind of felt alone. Um, You know, along that journey, I found my partner, Joe, which was amazing because we've been growing together. But from a female perspective, number one, I always found that I struggled to create relationships with women. Um, And throughout my, my journey of cultivating an amazing friend group, realized my part on that and and opening up to more women and opening up to being vulnerable, but also making sure that I was aligning with the right people or the right women who wanted to be on that same journey, who wanted to have deeper conversations, who wanted to talk about their growth, who wanted to talk about their goals, who wanted to talk about the challenges and the struggles that they were going through, but from an empowered state and not from a victim complaining drama perspective and so i spent the last six to seven years cultivating an amazing group of close girlfriends i have about five amazing women in my life and i had this idea about a year and a half ago that i wanted to create this for other women and so the line sisterhood was born and every month we do weekly somatic work so working on our nervous system working on creating more peace and more ease um you know there's breathwork practices and all sorts of cool stuff that happens every thursday morning we also do a sister seat call where we get to it's kind of like a round table talking about what we're going through any challenges we're having wins that we're having and there can be some group coaching on the spot from myself and then we also do a deep dive conversation which is Greer and I research a topic. We also bring in our past experiences and past stories into the conversation and, you know, present a topic that we have, um, we have a deep dive conversation around. And so for today's episode, we want to take you behind the scenes on one of those deep dives, talking about how to harmonize your energy for ultimate, you know, success and fulfillment in your career, in your relationships and in your health. I believe those are the three main areas in our life. And if they take up the most, you know, time and energy and effort for us, we want to make sure that we're showing up um, as the best versions of ourselves with the right energy. And so this is going to be a conversation talking about masculine and feminine energy if that's something that you're interested in or that you've learned about or that you want to go deeper on we're also marrying that with the philosophy of the ancient Chinese uh, yin and yang uh, aspect of things and so we talk about how to really harmonize this yin and yang or we can call it this masculine and feminine energy specifically for your career specifically for your relationship specifically for your health so if you're someone who's maybe feeling burnt out or disconnected from your work or you just can't get that drive to get going maybe your uh, romantic relationship you're feeling like a lack of polarity a lack of sexual connection or a lot of conflict happening and maybe with your health you're seeing these reoccurring like patterns of, of health issues coming up or you've been wanting to focus on your health and you know you just can't really seem to get going you are gonna love this conversation and so yeah I'm just gonna stop talking and we're gonna dive right in You are listening to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. My name is Sarah Funnell, your host, fellow sister seeker, 
and author of Follow the Joy, the book on aligned manifestation. This show is your spot for spiritual and personal development. It's your soft landing into a place for you to embody your truth and reclaim your sovereign power. I've been a coach for more than a decade, helping thousands of people transform their lives. And I'll be sharing the most effective and profound tools to help you step into the most abundant, joyful, and fulfilled version of yourself. I'm so glad we found each other here today. My promise to you is that this show will support you to live from a fully embodied and aligned space so that you can reach your goals, share your gifts with the world, and step into a life that is truly your own. Take my hand, dear sister, and let's jump in. Hello, welcome to our deep dive this month, which is September. Greer and I had a fascinating idea to take our conversations of masculine and feminine, which is in the first module of the Aligned Intelligence course, if you've been through it. Um, There's a quiz in there as well. And we want to deepen that conversation today, marrying um, the Chinese philosophy of yin and yang. And I'm sure everybody has heard of, you know, that yin yang and that famous symbol, the black and the white, uh, that harmonization of energies. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, we'll be doing some recap just so everyone can kind of be on the same page of like, oh yes, this is, you know, feminine yang and, you know, this is masculine yang and, uh, update you there. But specifically in this conversation, we want to talk about harmonizing your yin and yang energy for relationships, specifically a romantic relationship for your career or your business, and then also your health. These are the three main areas of our life that, in my opinion, take up the most amount of our time and mental space um, from a general perspective, right? Like if we're living with someone or dating with someone, like that's a really big aspect of our life. Obviously, career is a big aspect of our life. And then I know the women I uh, attract here are always into health and fitness on some level or another. So we want to help you have a look at those areas of your life and kind of do a little bit of an audit through our conversation of where your energy is in those areas and perhaps some information and some tips to be able to help you if you're feeling out of balance. Yeah, Greer, why don't you kick us off uh, with introducing this topic in terms of ancient Chinese philosophy with the yin and yang. Yeah. So as you said, like masculine and feminine energies are kind of the modern take on yin and yang. Um, This concept dates back to like third century BCE. Like it it is very, very old. And it's basically a model and and a framework for understanding how the universe works and how it actualizes so as you mentioned in ancient ancient chinese philosophy this yin yang symbol represents the dynamic balance of opposing forces that are complementary um interconnected and interdependent as in one cannot exist without the other and they exist on on a micro scale and on a macro scale when it comes to the universe um, so in all aspects of life, there is this duality, there is the 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 being and the doing. Um, you know, we are human beings, as in there is like this very physical dimension to us, and there is also this spiritual 
dimension to us as well. So we are both a physical and a non-physical in one. And that's basically how the universe comes about. So it can be really helpful for us to understand these concepts to help us deepen our awareness and understanding of ourselves, of life, of relationships, and everything that we go through while we're here on this planet. Yeah. Um, I'm making a broad general assumption, but it's my belief that most people want to be happy. They want to be fulfilled. They want to feel like they're living an enriching life with meaning, doing and receiving the things that they desire. I know, you know, maybe there's a human out there who does not want that. (laughs) That's fine. You never know. You never know. And so, you know, you were talking about this, you know, this delicate balancing act or this, you know, dynamic play of energies that really need to harmonize so that we have all of that. And our life isn't too skewed to one side. This is usually where, you know, health issues come into play, relationship issues, um, you know, burnout or lack of creativity in business and all that that we'll get into. But I think it's important to note that we're looking for harmonization of of this. And it's not like we want to be all on one side or all on another side. And I think that's where sometimes that all or nothing mindset comes in. And it can be easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to swing all the way to one side because I'm on the other side. And it's what I have learned over the years is understanding where my energy is lying or understanding how that energy is being played out in my life and then seeing what needs to come in um, or what needs to be harmonized for the result that I'm looking to get in my life. Mm. And before you jump in there, I do want to know, it was like two years ago, I dove heavily into the 12 laws of the universe. And the one law, it's called two different things. One, it's called the law of gender. And two, it's called the law of masculine and feminine, which states that we cannot have an aligned manifestation without the harmonization of both the masculine and the feminine, the yin and the yang. And if we do uh manifest something it's going to be out of balance or it's going to be out of alignment or it's not going to give us the fulfillment or it's not going to be lasting or sustainable for us and so everything that we are looking to create or bring into our life needs to have this harmonization of energies mm. yeah and i think you know if we run through sort of each of these we can also talk about those extremes because that as you said those that is where problems come in when we aren't fluid, when we get too rigid, when we get stuck in the extremes, like nothing to excess. And also making sure that even within our balance, we are not rigid in the center, that we can move depending on what's called for in the situation. For sure. Why don't you list off the yin uh, qualities and then I can do the yang? Right. So yin energy... Um, is represented by like the earth and the moon. It is very dark. It is very feminine. Um, It is focused on being, on receiving, on creativity, on flow, on allowing, on nurturing. And it's cyclical and it's the energy of your intuition as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then on the yang, on the other side of that, it is the sun and it is the light. Uh, which is our more masculine characteristics. It's the doing, 
It's the contemplative, very mind-based, thinking-based. It is giving. It is, you know, producing, production of something. There's structure, organization, outcome-focused, providing, very logical, and a very linear type of energy. And just to note, um, no person is ever completely, perfectly 50-50, you know, um, everything sort of has its sort of set point where you naturally fall along the spectrum of yin and yang. Um, And it's not necessarily so that your physical body will dictate where you sit. So there are some women who are far more yang than some men and and vice versa. Um, but on a whole, women are typically able to express yin energy far more readily than men. Um, and as I mentioned at the beginning, it both explains uh, the universe on like a micro level, so on an individual level, but also groups can lean you know, have their own energetic makeup as well, you may have noticed that the sisterhood is more yin than yang. Um, Sarah, I think I can confidently say that both you and I sit more yin than yang. It doesn't mean that we can't go into those spaces. Um, Would be yeah. very new for me though. And it was interesting building the sisterhood uh, a year, year and a half ago almost where before I would be making like courses and it's very outcome based. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And like these steps, like all of my coaching was very masculine and it was interesting to watch me find the value um, with this style of uh, a community and the information that we give and the way that we um, uh, produce or give um, content to you guys. So um, it's it when we go to shift the energies within us, if we find we're on one side too much of the other, and I think we'll talk about this as we get going, there's a process of allowing yourself to bring the other energy in that perhaps you're not used to or isn't a part of your life or you're just not um, familiar with operating in that sense. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can get stuck in certain energies just because of how we were raised. Certain families can be more yin than yang. Uh, your work environment can be more yin than yang. Again, it doesn't mean that there isn't individual variance, but on a whole, these dynamics do show up. And and we can even look at you know societal conditioning because our Western cultures have been for a very long time predominantly yang, mm, big time energy right? They've been um, heavy focus on on doing, on producing things, on, on timely outcomes, on structure, um, on providing services for other people. Um, and I will say that in recent years, there has been a shift towards more yin that has allowed things like more compassion, um, more respect for other people who may be different from us, um, understanding, acceptance, empathy, and of course, spirituality. Uh, if there hadn't been that shift towards yin, I don't think we would be here. Spirituality wouldn't have been able to step in. As you said, Sarah, when we want to see a change, uh, we do have to move things around for that allowance and that flow to happen. But you have brought this up a few times, which is like the extremes, (laughs) 
it's important that we don't go to the extremes. Um, and I thought maybe it would be good to maybe sort of talk about what, you know, extreme yin and extreme yang can, can look like. Yeah. Um, we can, we can start with extreme yang. Um, cause that might look familiar to a lot of people. Um, the date, cause there are dangers associated with all of these, like extreme yang, um, you may be denying help to people and love and compassion to people who truly do need it. Um, uh, you, you're pretty closed off. Uh, your boundaries are often very rigid and you're disconnected from not just your emotions, but also the emotions of other people. Um, and from that disconnected space, you can often end up you know, perpetrating harm, being over controlling, um, and, and being too, too dominant. Um, so that's the danger there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, yin, uh, this is where emotions can be weaponized. Also, um, the physical body from a sexuality perspective can be weaponized if, um, if there's too much yang there. Uh, victimhood mentality, wanting, like looking for like a savior or someone to want to save you. Um, there's a lot of codependency, hypersensitivities. And so, uh, you know, the extremes, you know, you might ask like, well, why would someone be too extreme? I think, you know, what you were talking about there, Greer, with society as a whole has valued more of that yang energy. We can also look at uh, conditioning and upbringing. Was the yin in your home, more that feminine energy, not valued? Was that not uh, modeled to you, even from like a, a female caregiver? Um, were you too much in a yang household uh, where there was a lot of controlling? Um, maybe there was some abuse there, uh, a lot of rigidity. And so sometimes you can like run from that or sometimes that will even play out in your own characteristics. And so I believe that by nature, we have both these energies and they are meant to be harmonized, but then looking at what is the conditioning or circumstances that have been put on us where we can find ourselves out of balance um, unconsciously most of the time um, and not realizing that, okay, they're can be a better balance and this should like feel different or look, uh, look different. And that's not to say that, you know, certain situations don't require more yang energy or don't require more yin energy. Sure. I mean, it's very important that we don't get so rigid of like, Hey, I need to stay exactly in, you know, around the center point and I can't stray too far to one side or the other. I think, the staying in that healthy harmony necessitates that you are able to move along the spectrum and invite more yin or more yang energy, depending on your circumstances. And in order, I feel, in order to respond to situations appropriately requires, you know, the wisdom and awareness and that openness to the present moment to go, hey, if I'm trying to plan an event, well, I'm not going to sit in my yin the whole time. Mm -hmm. I do need to swing maybe a little bit over um, to the yang side of the spectrum so that I can organize this and I can create structure and I can get things done. And once that 
situation passes, do I stay in my yang? Yeah. Like, do I stay there? Do I, do I have to have more productivity or can I move back because now I'm not really doing anything and I can sit more in my being or more towards my innate set point, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it, I really look at it like it's part of that self-mastery. Mm-hmm. It's asking like, what do I need in this moment in time? And I I found for myself um, in the past getting stuck in certain modes. Um, like as an example, I just moved yesterday. I'm in boxes and bags right now. I've been packing for the last two weeks, organizing. I don't think I've sat still because there's just like so much to do. Um, and yesterday was a very, very um, heavy, intense, long day. And so I know that that is very, very yang. And I've been in my yang for two weeks, pretty much almost consistently for most of my days because it had to happen. Um, But I am very aware that there is a lot of yin that needs to come into my life over the next couple of weeks and allowing that rest and allowing that nurturing and self-compassion. And maybe I don't have to like decorate the entire house in seven days like I would do in the past and allow myself the space for some creativity and some intuition to come in of like really want what I want to create in these spaces. Um, because in the past, I have seen myself get stuck in masculine over and over and over again when I'm in those periods. Because um, I know for myself, my masculine will hype up my adrenaline. I'll get a lot of energy and I'll want to do a lot of things. And it will be weird for my body to sit still after I've been too much in that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think maybe now would be a good time to go through like what are some intentional practices um, that we can use if we are maybe catching ourselves being stuck, you know, too close to one end of the spectrum or the other? Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to start with yin? Yeah. What can we do to uh, bring more yin into our life? Yeah. I want to read this one because I'm like, I need to do this over the next couple of weeks. Um, So first and foremost, have slower days. Um, And I know if we are too much in our yang or that masculine energy, and maybe there is a lot to do, uh, it's asking like, how can I find those small little like breaks? How can I slow down in certain areas, even like eating your food slower, um, like getting dressed and moving yourself in the morning a little bit slower, maybe not racing in your vehicle to certain areas, like just allowing yourself to like slow down in the areas that you possibly can. And if you can, from an, an entire day perspective of, of taking some things off your plate or not filling your days, awesome. Um, increasing self-care rituals and nurturing yourself, getting into nature um, and being around those earth elements Uh, Mother nature is yin. Um, It is that wild, messy, cyclical energy. Uh, Spend time with other balanced women. This is the reason why I created the sisterhood and why I know like I attract a lot of those really, uh, you know, yang uh, tendencies that that uh, that women have um, those higher masculine women. Play, laugh, and be in joy. Um, P.S. I wrote a book called Follow the Joy if you're interested in how to find more joy. Uh, take time to breathe and connect with this natural rhythm of your body. So connecting with any type of rhythms like music. Um, and I said breath work here just because it's 
A, it'll bring down your nervous system, bring you into your body and you're connecting with rhythms. Feed your senses. Uh, so maybe this is like lighting a candle, listening to music, like what I just said there, you know, a delicious nurturing meal, you know, look at nature or art, uh, wrapping yourself in like a soft blanket or clothing, anything that is going to be stimulating your sight, sound, touch and smell are fantastic to bring in more of that yin. Uh, practice receiving. This can be a little difficult uh, for uh, specifically for women who are used to being in their yang, who are used to doing and giving so much uh, and, you know, letting someone do something nice for you or even just receiving a compliment, like accepting that compliment. Let's say someone compliments your hair or your clothes or whatever. Sometimes it can be easy just to like deflect that or like point to something that's not great about that as opposed to just saying, thank you. Thank you very much. So practicing receiving. Uh, call in your compassion to release any judgments or comparisons um, of yourself and of other people. Rest and restore your body. So really prioritizing sleep uh, and taking naps if needed. Start tuning into your intuition. Um, and, and first, before you're asking people for advice, you have all the answers inside of you. You know yourself more than others. And sometimes we can give up our power and by needing confirmation and validation from the outside world. And so getting quiet with yourself and listening to yourself and asking yourself, like, what feels good for me before we go seeking that in our external world? Uh, and the last one here is explore the relationships you've had with your mother or mother figures to see if your relationship with this yin and energy has been wounded in any uh, in any sorts. As an example, um, my mother, uh, dominant of the family, a very passive father. Um, she was always go, go, go. She was always do, do, do. Everything was organizing. Everything was on time. She was always on top of us, always very critical. And so by just witnessing and seeing the model of how like a mom and a woman should be unconsciously, that is what was programmed into me and why I can see perhaps I didn't value this yin energy as much as I do now. Mm -hmm. And on the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, if you need, if you are needing to increase your yang energy, um, organizing and structuring your days is a great way to do that. I know for myself when I, you know, get a little bit too comfortable in my yin and I don't really want to move into my masculine, organizing and structuring my days such that I am blocking times off or okay, for these two hours, I'm going to be doing this and then I'm going to move on to something else can be super helpful in increasing my productivity, um, creating a clean and orderly environment. So this is also really important. Um, making sure that your workspace is clean, uh, um, your bedroom, your car, like start with, start with where you spend the most time and then go outward from there. Um, and challenging your body physically, whether that be like in the gym, going for a hike, um, that can also be very yang, um, setting goals and also making a plan for how to achieve them, setting deadlines and beginning to take action and keeping a to-do list is also very yang and something that I rely on quite heavily. Um, 
Other things you could do to increase your yang would be to give, um, to volunteer, to help a friend, or just practice random act of random acts of kindness to strangers. Um, establish good boundaries as well and standards. Um, you can also create if to-do lists are maybe too mundane, uh, a bucket list of all the things that you want to do in your lifetime and just start checking those off. Um, taking radical responsibility, owning, you know, all aspects of your life, your happiness, um, all of your actions and your thoughts as well. Um, learn and practice what it means to be a good leader. So bringing order and certainty to not just yourself, but a group of people, the environment and, you know, the relationships you have. And the last one is similar to the last one in the yin, but explore the relationship you've had with your father or father figures um, to see if your relationship with yang energy has been influenced uh, in any way and needs healing. I know for myself um, that most of how I learned about yang energy actually came from my mother. So I didn't have a very um, dominant father figure who could um, model healthy yang energy for me. In fact, my mom was really having to go between these two extremes of I'm going to be super yin because my child needs me to nurture her and be there for her. Um, and also super yang as in I have to organize the household. I have to do the cleaning and the grocery shopping and making sure, you know, we have dinner on time and there's a schedule and I get the kids out the door and I get them to school on time. Um, so a lot of my own conditioning was, oh, I guess I have to do all of it, but just the extremes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I've seen just through my own retrospection, the women, um, cause women usually, you know, women born with vaginas usually have more of that yin energy and, and they feel better living more of that yin energy. And I've seen when women went into the workplace, um, and out of the home, this is when there started to be that shift um, of seeing women burning out more, being disconnected from their bodies, um, clashing with a lot of the masculine men. And there's just, I've seen this like tipping scale of these energies getting out of balance um, in women, just from the way that our society has shifted uh, over the last almost a hundred years now, I was going to yeah. say like the fifties, but we're going to be creeping up on that really, really uh, quickly. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. <laughs> yeah. And so it was really cool. Like I was listening to you, uh, listening to you talk there. And as I was listening out mine, I'm like, oh, if every human could just find this like beautiful, like balanced harmonization of, of this entire list, we would, we would feel great. We would be great. Our health would be awesome. Our relationships would be in good balance. There would be this sense of uh, such like richness to our life and not too far on one side or the other. If only we were that simple, but, okay. but that's why I said at the beginning, it could be a really great framework for understanding all of, all yeah. of life. Yeah. Um, this is the work. The, yeah. The work. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So really, we wanted to bring to this conversation that was different than anything that we talked about here in the sisterhood, which is going through specifically talking about uh, relationships with uh, our career or our business, and then also our health. And so Greer, did you want me to kick off um, the relationship aspect of this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like I've had a a lot of practice with this because it's something I've very consciously brought into my relationship with Joe over the past three years, for sure, maybe even four. Um, But when we have relationships, romantic relationships with someone else, there can be two uh, wounded energy scenarios that can play out. And when we have wounded energies, meaning like a woman is too much in her masculine um, or she's too much in her feminine or vice versa. Like a man is too much in his masculine or too much in his feminine. There creates this like lack of polarity and conflict within the relationship. So you might have a disconnection from yourselves like sexually and not be attracted to the other person. There might be like constant bickering. There could be all these repressed uh, like emotions and thoughts that we're like keeping from our partner or this resentment that breeds, which is not what we want in a relationship. That's not what we signed up for when we decide to start dating someone. But over time, these things can become out of balance. And so the first situation is when an overly yang woman Um, She becomes very resentful of responsibility uh, and an overly yin male who lacks assertiveness. So this is like what I said, um, a woman is too much in her masculine and the man is too much in his feminine. And the second one is an overly yin woman who's more in victimhood and an overly yang man uh, who's more aggressive uh, and, and, and controlling in the relationship. And so Um, I'll share a little funny story here. All of the men that I dated before Joe were yin males. Like they lacked assertiveness. I had to plan for everything. I had to organize everything. Um, Like I controlled the relationship. They never seemed to like have an opinion. And I was like, come on. Like, I just want to date a man. Um, But with having such a passive father, like that was my model for a man. As much as like consciously, I wanted like an assertive man. And so um, when my last relationship ended at the end of 2015, I took a big break from dating because I was like, listen, like I got to clean up this energy inside of me. I didn't have this type of languaging at that time, but I knew something was off. And I knew that whoever I was going to date moving forward had to be very different from who I dated in the past. I wanted them to, you know, who could control a room and and walk in a room and you know that they were there and they could uphold conversation that they had opinions. Um, But was what was funny was without understanding this like harmonization and balance, I decided, okay, I'm going to go into a relationship and I'm just going to be like super like passive and I'm going to let them, you know, take control and allow them to have more of that assertiveness. Well, Joe at the time, because when I, I didn't know how to harmonize this and then there was like still this wounded energy where Joe, it was very aggressive. Like if anybody's met Joe, he's very loud. He can hold a room totally. Um, But him and I came together with wounded energies. And we've talked about this many times together and we've worked very hard together to harmonize. Um, But he was very aggressive. He used to have anger issues, um, controlling rage. 
And so I went from like one extreme to the other. And it's been the last, like what I said, like three, four years of really watching our energies harmonize. And Mm -hmm. it's really important to note here that just because you decide to start acting differently today or tomorrow, it doesn't mean that the dynamics of a relationship change instantly. Um, This has been years of working through this and allowing each other to uh, come more into that harmonization themselves. And it's interesting, you know, that phrase, like um, you can't change someone else, but by changing yourself, you ultimately will change someone else because you show up differently in a situation. They most likely have to act differently. Um, And I've seen that happen with Joe and I. So approaching a conversation differently, um, having different types of communication styles, allowing um, him to express his emotions and creating space for that so he could bring in more of that yang or yin energy um, to control his yang has been transformative over the years for us. And so in the first situation, um, when a woman needs to step out of her yang, um, so the man uh, has space to step into it, she needs to soften. And so what's interesting with Joe and I is like, I decided to become like passive, but I also had such of this yang energy that I saw from my mom that I was used to in um, other relationships and how I, I handled those dynamics. And so for a woman to soften, she has to watch elements like criticism, judgments and control uh, so that her man can begin to take charge. And so Joe and I clashed a lot um, because I can be overly critical. And that's something I still have to watch. Like, honestly, on a week to week basis, it's something that I have to watch and, and judgments and jumping in too far of like, I think it should be done this way or my opinion on this and allowing that man to have that space so that he can make his own mistakes, um, so that he can learn on his own, so that he can fall flat on his face and figure out what that lesson was so that he can have that power for his own change because we really can't change other people. I can point out all the things that I think Joe should do differently, but a spouse or uh, your partner pointing out all the things that are quote unquote wrong with you or that you're doing like wrong um, or incorrect isn't always the best approach to getting someone to change, right? And so it's changing my own energy and for that overly yang uh, woman to soften um, and focus on her uh, feminine and yin aspects and becoming more nurturing to herself and becoming more compassionate to herself uh, will create that different dynamic there. In our, in our second situation that I was talking about was that, you know, the man must honor the yin inside of himself. And so if you have an overly aggressive uh, male, and I've seen Joe do this, um, his, his, his yang was way too much, like way too high uh, masculine energy. And so he needs, like what I said, that safe environment um, for the yin, uh, his yin to come forth. And so a lot of, because of in our society, men, a lot of them growing up have been told like not to cry, not to show emotions. Um, they can't be too soft. And a lot of these yin qualities that men do need 
have been shamed um, or they've been ridiculed uh, of them, whether that was in school or by their own fathers themselves. And so creating that space to allow that man to have that yin energy come in is so healing for him um, because men have emotions like men do. Yeah, they do. They actually do. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're so out of touch with their own emotions because they've just like blocked off that side of themselves or they've been taught to suppress it and not allow themselves to feel that um, or come up. And when the male really adapts his healthy yin energy, he sees the beauty of the woman. He respects her space. Um, he creates this really tender environment for vulnerability and uh, affection uh, for her own beauty. And it's this beautiful dynamic that I've seen with Joe and I to like hold each other like in these spaces that we need to. And really how I see what we were talking about earlier, I could go on and on about relationships, sorry. <laughs> um, the 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 yang the male aspect the masculine aspect is the structure and the organization right and the the yin the feminine is like this wild mess chaotic free-flowing like expansiveness and so for the relationship to work well together that male component for the most part should hold the container for the relationship and i like to look at this like um for a, like a proper, for a proper outcome. Let's say the relationship you want, you both want to be balanced. You both want to be happy. You both want to be fulfilled. You both want to see like the best parts of, of each other show up and you both can show up and create the life that you want um, respectively in both of your own energies. And so when you're looking for a really specific outcome, like let's say you want to drink some water, well, water the feminine, the earth elements, when water just on its own is what it's very like it disperses, it's expansive, like it does not hold itself together. You grab a glass and you can put that water into it and it holds that water. And that's the masculine, it's the container, it's the glass, it's the structure so that you can have the outcome that you want. And so when it comes to a romantic relationship between a man and a woman who are respectively in their yin and their yang energy more dominant than each other you have this harmonized relationship that is beautiful and it's caring and it's loving and there's structure and there's respect and there's proper communication patterns and there isn't bickering and there isn't fighting because we understand each other's energies and there's communication and allowing each other to express those energies when they need and course correcting each other in the most loving way possible. And that has been like the work of a lifetime in terms of like my relationship with Joe and still every day is that work. Yeah. It was so beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, I know I just like went on and on there for a while. Well, the only thing I have to add is that, you know, I found myself in both of these scenarios, you know, I found yeah. myself being an overly yang woman. I was, you know, in university, in school, there was a lot of structure. I had to get things done. I became like my overly yang mother being like, I need to do the grocery shopping. I have to plan meals and I have to make sure things happen. And what ended up happening in my relationship was that I basically bulldozed my partner into being overly yin because I had taken up all of this yang energy 
And ultimately it led to so much frustration because I'm like, why don't you plan things? Why don't you take control? Why aren't you the man that I got into a relationship with? Um, Not at all realizing my own role and the energy I was bringing to the relationship that there was no space for him to even step into his yang because I was like, the moment he tried, I was right there being like, nope, that's a terrible idea. I know how to do it better than you. Um, and then, so that would be me in my extreme yang. And what happened after that relationship was I wind up in my extreme yin. And so I am very passive. I am feeling like a victim of life. Um, and of course I happen to attract a very aggressive, very manipulative, very controlling man. And at no point in that relationship could I step into yang and, I was constantly in this like very wounded feminine place and ultimately was not able to move out of that dynamic within the relationship and the relationship had to end. And I would just say for all of my single sisters out there that it is hugely beneficial to spend a lot of time playing with these dynamics within yourself so that when you do enter into relationships, whether they be romantic friendships, um, familial, that you understand and can sense where your energy is moving and at which point and know when you are maybe going too far to an extreme, which someone else's extreme yang may look a lot different than yours. Like they may be able to go further, farther for longer. And you're like, nope, this is, this is as far as I'm willing to go because I know past that it's detrimental to me it's detrimental to my health and I might get stuck there and so learning about this watching yourself and the energy you can bring to different relationships and just sitting in your own energy can be hugely beneficial in terms of the the people you attract into your life Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful I know a lot of people and myself included getting out of a relationship it's common to hear like oh I'm just gonna work on myself but this like actually the work that you need to do on yeah. yourself. <laughs> people don't know what that means, right? They're like, I they know they want something different and they want different dynamics, but like this is the actual work to change those dynamics. Yeah, like awareness of yourself. Because when you um, and this is why Sarah said, like, don't go to extremes, because the extremes almost necessitate that you reject the other energy, which of course they are interconnected and interdependent. Like it will show up in your shadow if you don't, you know, accept it. So, and if you go back to the deep dives we did about, you know, your shadow, this is sort of where everything kind of comes together that just increasing your awareness of this. And as Sarah said, that's the work. Yeah. I look at this work, like, sorry, if I like butcher this like description, you know, those like hangy balls and you, knock one from one side and it knocks pendulum pendulum yeah (laughs) that was good okay yeah and so if you hit way too hard on one side like it it has to counteract on the other side and so it's finding that beautiful balance where that pendulum is not too far on one side or the other but there's this beautiful dance between both of them and you can keep that rhythm going um that's the way I I started looking at that a couple years ago in terms of 
like all of this, like, where am I going too far in extremes? And while we might think like, well, if I just do a lot of this right now, it's going to help me in the long run, but you end up counteracting that type of energy um, and sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about yin yang in careers and business. Yeah. You go Greer. I talked too much. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So it can be really helpful to find if you are going out and getting a job to find an organization or a culture that is resonant with your own um, energy and your own sort of like set point, just so that you aren't operating in an extreme. Because if you do happen to find yourself in an extreme yang environment, you risk getting stuck there. Um, and, you know, we've talked about the dangers of doing that just, just out of habit. Um, so it's, and, and, and that's not always possible. It's not always possible that you can choose your work environment. If you are an entrepreneur, like then you get, you basically get to create the work environment. Um, but I think where we wanted to take this conversation was, um, how you show up in in work and maybe how to again counterbalance um these these opposing energies so that you can you know get back into a more harmonious state so if you happen to find yourself you know sort of the symptoms of being in in you know too much yang for too long would be like burnout you're lacking creativity you're even you know fed up with productivity um and you're just feeling really resentful and disconnected from your emotions your feelings your dreams your aspirations then it's a sign that you know you need to come back into your yin a bit more and again if you can't outwardly change your work environment you can make sure to prioritize more yin in your you know your everyday life so this can be things like even while you're at work, taking more breaks, just, you know, go to the bathroom a little bit more. And then while you're in the bathroom, like just be for, for a minute or two, like um, just a little bit of rest. Or even if you're moving between tasks, five to 10 minutes of just, you know, no phone, no doing anything, um, nothing that requires, you know, mental energy, just take a couple of minutes to breathe, feel your energy, feel where it's at and and be um, getting outside, whether that's at lunch or on breaks. Sarah, you mentioned like in, it can be a lot of getting out in nature and reconnecting with mother earth. Um, so doing that throughout the day can be really helpful. Um, just taking a minute to just breathe. <laughs> and when you're at home, Sarah, you mentioned like stimulating the five senses because our like our bodies, um, especially if you're a woman, can be very how we connect a lot with with our yin. So um stimulating your senses with a relaxing bath, oils, um, super nutritious meals, favorite music can be really helpful. And just another thing that was mentioned was, you know, connecting with other women. So making sure that when you're not at work, you find the people that you really want to be with in your life and, you know, foster those relationships. Um, 
did you want to take over and talk about what to do if you are too much in your yin? Yes. Um, So if there's too much yin, too much of that feminine energy, you might sense that you're unable to get started on projects. Um, You probably have a lot of space in your days. Um, You might be feeling unable to make decisions or complete tasks. It's like you just can't get something going. You can't get progress. You can't get completion on something. Um, We need to bring in more yang at that point. So creating a to-do list and organizing your days is very, very helpful. And setting alarms to keep yourself on track. Even, you know, set your alarm for an hour. You're like, I'm going to sit down for an hour. I'm going to work on this. I find sometimes when I am too much in um, my yang and I'm like, I don't want to do all of this and I don't want to create a to-do list because then I'll have to know all the things I have to do. A lot of the times just setting an alarm, you're like, I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to do this. Even like sometimes 20 minutes. It's kind of like if you don't want to work out, it's like, well, let me just go do 10 minutes of stretching. Then you end up doing a whole workout. Yeah. Let me do 10 minutes and see how I feel. Just get yourself started. Um, Finding someone to help you stay accountable would be fantastic. Uh, If you have a coworker or if you are in business with someone or you have a friend who has a business, like let people know what your goals are and what you want to accomplish. Hire a coach, um, perhaps if uh, that's needed for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, because accountability to other people will get you moving way faster than you can yourself most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Setting goals with deadlines huge, huge, huge. Um, and again, having accountability for those in business, whether it's, you know, saying you're going to launch this program and it's out there to like the public, um, or, you know, talking to your boss about setting a specific goal and and a deadline for a project that you're on. Um, these, when we have these goals and we have these deadlines, it gives us this timeline so that we have to get organized and we have to create the the to-do list and we actually see an end point so that we can start structuring all the things that need to get done. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of structuring, structuring your morning and your evenings as well. And so I find if I'm needing more of that yang, not having slow mornings, like getting up and like getting to the gym and forcefully moving my body right away has been very helpful. Um, I've actually been sensing lately that I'm needing more yang in my life. And I've been doing exactly this um, besides moving. Um, so getting some structure in your mornings, getting some like forceful activity right away. And then in your evenings, structuring for your next day. So Maybe that's like planning for what you're going to do the next day, packing lunches. If you got kids going to school, laying out your clothes, like going over your schedule, just again, getting yourself like planning, organizing, structured helps you get into action and get the things that need to be done a lot, um, a lot more efficiently. I even remember Sarah, when you and I were working on your book, like going to get up early, I'm going to sit in front of my computer and I'm going to get things done. And it was a really beautiful example of how you can bring more yang into what is inherently a very yin process. Mm -hmm. Like writing a book is hugely creative. Um, And of course, it didn't mean that you were all yang because that doesn't happen. Like there is always yin involved, but how you were able to put structures in place so that your yin energy and that creativity could come out and we could still produce this book. Yeah. I've done that a lot in business with projects. Like I had 
said a couple minutes ago, like saying that you're going to create this program and whether you're launching it in like six months or in like 30 days, just putting something out there and creating that timeline for yourself. Because in business too, there's a lot of creativity and, and like writing a book. And I heard most of the time that people who start writing a book never, ever finish it because for me to get something done, picking away at like a couple hours a week for the next two years, it, it would never get done. I need shorter timeframes. And while that can sometimes not be great because it's too much yang for um, for too uh, short of a period, it um, it actually gets me to produce something. Carrie just said, thank you for this. It's very interesting to have a client call. Awesome, awesome, Carrie. Thank you for tuning in. We are finishing up too. Um, yeah. The other thing that I will say for my ladies who are in business to like marry this like yin and yang together in terms of if you have control over your own schedule in business and possibly with other careers, I'm just not familiar with a lot of other careers and how they're structured. There is a lot of like doing, but there can be a lot of creativity as well, or wanting space to be able to do the things that you want to do without such a tight time frame. And so I found structuring my week in terms of more yang days and other yin days. And so to this day, if I can, I really only schedule calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like my calendar will be packed. There's like deadlines to show up to a call. There's structure there. There's a calendar that's organized. I have to like show up and give and serve if I'm doing coaching calls and so forth. And so, and then my other days, yes, there's stuff to do, but I get my own like free flowy, I can do it when I want to do it, how I want to do it type of way. And I find that has helped me not burn out in my weeks as much as I did in the past before. And finally, how we can use uh, the model of yin and yang in our health. Mm -hmm. um, I know that um, when, you know, disease or dis-ease is present. It's usually, um, you know, the physical manifestation of, you know, imbalances somewhere along the line. So imbalances that have persisted for too long. So if we, you know, look at how we can bring harmony here as well, um, that can often help improve our health on its own. Mm -hmm. So I will start us off. Yeah. That if you do happen to find yourself, you know, exhausted, um, anxious and feeling like you are, you know, constantly dealing with an endless stream of problems, um, that can be an indication that there is too much yang energy. Um, and with everything we suggest, it can be, you know, the general, hey, how do you increase more yin or how do you increase more yang? Um we are just putting them in specific context to help you identify them and recognize, you know, like the warning signs of when you are maybe a little bit too in excess of one or the other. So if you are too much in your yang energy and are feeling quite resentful about it, um, you can try, you know, again, allowing more rest, do less, be more, um, taking a period of time where you maybe aren't challenging your body so much, you know, maybe back off from the gym or a lot of protocols that you happen to be doing and just allow your body to recalibrate itself. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of really good uh, holistic practitioners will say that like 
no one else can heal you, you heal you. This can be a very important aspect of just allowing your body to do what it needs to do to bring you back to health. Um, yeah. So being less structured, being less rigid with your habits, you know, you don't have to do something just because you read somewhere that it was the thing to do and it was going to make you healthy and you need to do it this many times a day or week and you cannot skip one. I know I can very much fall into that <laughs> um, routine yeah. of someone told me this was healthy, so I'm going to do it to the extreme. Perfectly. The apple cider vinegar. I don't <laughs> recommend. Um, you know, just increasing also um, things you do outside of structure. So that doesn't mean you're not still focusing on, you know, nutrient dense foods and, and, and high quality things like that, but you're maybe doing them outside of like your meal plan or like the structure that you had like Tuesday doesn't always have to be the same meal. Um, and, and also if you happen to be like weighing things or counting calories, maybe take a day off. And if, if that's too scary, maybe take like a meal off and see how your body responds. Um, and the last one is of course, you know, increasing self-care because self-care is this beautiful way for you to be able to receive from yourself. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Um, I know we have a lot of like health and fitness, uh, enthusiasts and, uh, professionals on here as well. And I can say that this, what you were just talking about there, Greer, was super hard for me coming out of the fitness background where I'm like, if I do this plan, I get this result. Also going through school for holistic nutrition as well, knowing all the ways and how to heal myself. There was this period of time where like, I'm like, I have to do this and I'm going to do this protocol and I got to do this. And I kept getting like sicker and sicker. And so to like, almost like counteract everything that I knew to be true for health and fitness was like a, a really weird time. But like what you're saying, like you can heal yourself and the body is so in like intuitive and it wants to heal itself and it wants to self-correct itself given the right environment. But my biggest learning over everything you just talked about there is like, too much on the body is actually more stress will it will perpetuate any type of health issue that we have and so almost like releasing that control that that yang energy can allow the body to restore itself mm -hmm. okay so if you on the other side of all that um if you find in yourself that you're like failing to commit to your health goals like you're just stuck in you know indecision or like your energy is being pulled in too many directions or you can't get the result that you want with like your body or your internal health these are some of the things that you can try um finding support and accountability for your goals we've talked about that again and again right it's so important creating a structured and su sustainable plan. So what are you going to be doing tomorrow towards these goals? Having that in place is so important. So, so we know our action steps. Um, perhaps it's gathering information, doing some research on some certain solutions so that we have some ideas of how we can move forward. Um, tracking our energy patterns can be great. So whether you're tracking your mood or you're tracking your sleep or your food or your physical activity so that we have some metrics um, to be able to see 
Uh, are we doing the right things? Are we moving in the right direction with the goals that we're getting? And then we can tweak things uh, as we move along. Uh, we can also start a meditation practice, um, start a workout routine, and putting these structures in place so that we feel more empowered and uh, structured for our goals. Mm. And I think I think I just want to you know reiterate that the goal with balancing our our yin and our yang energies is never to reject or demonize one of them and then praise the other. Yeah. You know, these there's there's a very intricate dance that goes on between these two. You cannot have one without the other. And so it's all about becoming aware, you know, finding that fluidity, finding that ability to adapt to the given situation and then respond appropriately. And of course, awareness is it all comes back to awareness. Oh, yeah. And I have found through my own practice with this, it's learning to value both energies. And when you value both energies, you'll intuitively know when you need uh, which one for the outcome that you want. So exactly. wonderful. Uh, thank you for joining us, ladies. Thank you, Greer. Um, this was wonderful. I could talk for hours on this subject. And so I hope we didn't go off on too many tangents for you. Um, and we have a document below the recording um, of this. And so we'll see you on our next dive, deep dive next month.